everyone calm down. Everyone chill the fuck out. We're here. We're here. The boys are back, okay? Do not worry. We're back in action. We're fucking bringing the heat. You're listening to another episode of Loud About Nothing. All right, everyone chill the fuck out, okay? It's me. It's your boy, that fucking straight smoke show, the hottest dude in comedy. You know I got that cutie patootie look going on. Fucking Seabass Provolone himself, Sebastian Canelli. And he's sitting here. He's here every single week. The boy is cute to boot, okay? He's got a fucking smile that will kill. His traps are getting small, but we don't mind. It's Robbie boy. Robbie, say what's up. What's up, Sebastian? This is beautiful. We got fire. I'm excited. Yeah, we got one of my closest friends and yes. uh, funniest people that I know. He this once is... altered my laugh. I was laughing so hard in his apartment that I my laugh changed. <laughs> this like is six epic. months after I was wheezing. Every this... time I would laugh, I would wheeze. That's it. That's what we want to hurt people with laughter. We're not yeah, here to make it make your gonna, life easier. That might happen. Yeah, we want to hurt you motherfuckers out there. All the hotties listening to this podcast. This dude is straight fire okay we only do the hottest and he's one of the hottest he's reoccurring on tv he's in fucking movies he's an actor a writer a renaissance man move over da vinci because we got Tariq low bro Tariq, what's yo up? yo it's great to be here man finally finally sitting down with you motherfuckers yes <laughs> yes this, this is it this is the beautiful bro thank you so much for doing this hey man i'm happy to be here Yes. So your boys with Robbie. So tell me that you two used to go out and party, huh? Robbie's my main man. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. So let's get the dish because people love to hear about Robbie's uh, romantic life because we're worried about it. Was he ever good at at, like talking to girls or anything like that? Listen, I've witnessed Robbie in these streets. Okay, I've seen him. (laughs) I've seen him. I've seen him way too many drinks deep. In 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 pre hookup mode with a chick in the club, uh-huh. like ready to like I I'm not ready to fall in love, but I I, I feel like he's seen some of the worst of me, yeah. um, in the, when it comes to the club, <laughs> some of the best of me and some of the worst of me. Of uh, course, it's a fine line yes, in the club. Yes. It's in, it's a fine line. Just to get this out of the way, I okay. used to be a partier, drinker, whatever. Do <laughs> you? I was a what you got? I was a what you got guy. Which. I, I say, you want to get fucked up? What you got, motherfucker? What, 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 what we doing? Of course, you don't got to tell me. I was taking pills from cabinets. You know, you know, cabinets, you know, you know. So, so I used to be out, and Robbie would see me going to t- going to work. I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at I'm pretty good in these streets, you know. I, and I he love, means when he says in these streets, he legitimately means in these streets. Yeah, on, <laughs> all, all the streets. Street multiple sometimes. times we would he would we I would turn around, he'd be talking to somebody on the corner. Next Man, thing quick. you know. We're t- we're inviting them. So we're going out. We would meet people legitimately on the corner of 14th and 8th. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then be at the Dream it. Hotel. Remember the one night yeah, we yeah. met them on the corner of 14th and 8th. They right texted the street, you man. 20 minutes later. They're like, oh, I forgot what you looked like. We and you were taking a selfie photo shoot. And then absolutely. they're like, All right, come to the Dream Hotel. <laughs> come straight to the hotel. We went to the Dream Hotel and we were sitting out on the balcony till 6 a.m. We didn't hook up with them or anything. We were just sitting there talking <laughs> until 6 a.m. Yes, that's right. I'm I'm what you call an opener and a closer. Um, <laughs> wow. So wow. you know. But I'm also taken now. Um, I have a fiance do I that I love dearly. Uh, but I used to be out there having fun, man. And Robbie was around for a lot of it. That's right, well, a lot of it. I taught you. I taught you something, Robbie. You remember what I taught you? I. T- <laughs> you remember what I taught I think, you? I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Try saying it in a PC way. Try saying. Try saying it in a PC way. <laughs> well, we were. Yeah, we were out one night, and Tariq mm-hmm. was. Uh, doing Tariq, he had a little issue at the at the door with the bouncer. He, so I know that he's already on one. He's like, "Don't worry, I got in." And he also knows a lot of people. Uh, no, nah, it just cost me an extra fifty bucks to get in. So it was one of those kind of nights. The bouncer. Let me just say what happened. The bouncer found drugs on me, okay, and charged me to buy my drugs back. Jesus, Jesus! Welcome to the United States of America, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is capitalism <laughs> at a fucking prime. I love this. He, he tries me to do my own drugs. He tries me back for my own drugs. That was some real, real shit. So anyway. So anyways, yeah, he's dancing around, <laughs> dancing with all these people. And he was with somebody I would not normally see Tariq with. And I was just like, I know that he's a little, I was like, maybe I'll just check in with him, see if he's good. So I like whisper, I'm like, yo, man, you good with everything right now? 
And he just turns to me in the most sincere way. He's like, I like people who like me. <laughs> she, she was a bigger lady. She was a, she was a, um, she was a, she was a bigger lady. Okay. okay. I, I'm equal. I was equal opportunity back in the day. I was equal opportunity. You know. As you should be, bro. But I, I think that's a beautiful, I like people that like me. It's like, don't waste yeah. your time on people that don't really like you. And like, don't chase after people that you just want validation. I like took it in a way deeper meeting where he was probably just maybe throwing something away at me. And you're actually second, just, you're just fucked up as shit and you're just was, trying to justify the answer <laughs> something. No, no, I said, I think I, my exact words were, I like I bitches, like bitches that like, like me. me. Exactly. <laughs> You hey, said keep it. <laughs> hey, there's there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with liking liking love. There's uh, nothing know, wrong with that. I love love. I love love. Love is such love. a great a great feeling. Like I was I was falling in love with um I've fallen in love with everything. I I I've fallen in love year like a few times in a year. You know what I'm saying? That's but, nice. Um, I I was just open. I always had an open heart. That's it. You have to allow yourself to fall in love. You yeah. because it's like all the love. This is a hippie. I said this before. All love exists inside of you. And so if you just let it, let it out. Exactly. Exactly. You actually experience your love for yourself with another person. Boom. Yes. That's real yes. shit. That's some real shit right there. And you for were real. experiencing your love with that person that night. <laughs> <laughs> that night I was. <laughs> you had a couple yeah. of uh, you were juicing. You were fucking Sammy Sosa in that shit, bro. Yeah. You Mark McGuire fucking that love a little bit. I know. <laughs> that was back in the day. Back in the day. That's back and, in now, the day. and now you have a fiance. That's so beautiful. Now I have a fiance. We have a we have a home in in Germany. I'm in I'm in Los Angeles in my apartment. Ooh. Now um, life has changed so much. Um, listen, I, I I have nothing against drinking. I still love people drinking around me. I'm yeah. like all about it. But for me personally, the best decision I ever made was deciding to stop drinking and stop doing drugs. That's the best decision I ever made in my life. Um, it just expanded my universe so, so much. Um, you know, I, I immediately found the girl that I'm, that I'm with that, I, the, um, you know, the, I, we fell in love like four months later Oof. and then it's been, been about two and two years and some change. And it's just been beautiful, man. It's There's beautiful. some stuff that drugs can't give you that it actually prevents you from having. That's a fact. That's a fact. And I think that I, I did a bunch of drugs and I'm open about that. And I think it's great for me because I have tons of empathy for people. I go, <clears> oh, <throat> you're fucked up in this type of way. I understand that. I, I, I was one step away from that or I was that, you know? Yeah. But since I stopped doing that stuff, I'm open to so many more um, experiences. Yeah, absolutely. You 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 actually never nothing ever leaves you. You just fill it with uh, with other things, you know, mm -hmm. like 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 I had a big world of partying, getting whatever to get me to keep me going through the night. Now I wake up, I go for runs. I like I, I, I enjoy I, I'm still rocking. I'm still party. I'm still listening to all about the Benjamins dancing when I'm running. <laughs> you know? I'm falling off treadmills dancing. You yes. know, but I, but oh I, but I, I'm still hyped. I'm still hyped. I still get to be that guy. I yeah. just don't have anything blocking. It's all real now. Nah, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like you. You even needed the drugs. You 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 were so outgoing. You're so charismatic. I don't think you need any of Extremely. that. Extremely. He would nah, he man. would start freestyling for a room of eighty people. <laughs> Everybody would be like, "Is he paid entertainment?" All the time. All the time. He was not paid entertainment. <laughs> no, all the time. That was my favorite thing to do. It's still freestyle. Is still one of my favorite things to do. Is that is one thing that is less fun when you're not fucked. Yes. yes, I, I, I totally I never freestyled except for the few times in a car with my boys when I couldn't open my eyes. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are yeah. the only times I've ever dropped a freestyle is when I wasn't even in my body. Yeah, no, I know. And sometimes the realest shit comes out of that, too. So it's mm -hmm. like it's, it's one of those things. I always I, I told Robbie that um, improv is 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 the way white guys freestyle. You know what I mean? We went to wow. That's shows. a quotable. That's a quotable. I love that. That's what we should it, it put is. on the new UCB. <laughs> we yeah. went. We went to one of your shows where it was like, yeah, cage match. And at the end, uh, I was like, Tariq, what do you think? He was like, yeah, I liked it. I just still think this is just freestyle rap for white people. A hundred percent. It is. It is. It is. That's how you guys do your freestyle. You were. You were a child actor though, right? I, I was. I got. I got started um in the business early. I, I. I just knew I was gonna be an actor when I was like nine. I knew I was gonna be an actor. Really? What, what was your first big gig? 
Uh, my first big gift was uh, I was a uh, Captain Crunch. I was in the Captain Crunch commercial when I was Oof. One yeah. awesome gig. Two two favorite cereal. Favorite cereal. So I want to just say right okay. off the bat, we're, I'm a fan. Okay. It, it, yo, it, 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 I wish it was just Captain Crunch. It was peanut butter crunch. If you like peanut oh. butter crunch, then that's not. It's just not as high as, as the Captain it's, Crunch. It's the not Captain a classic. But it's, I. But I. I'm the first black dude to say you and the cap and make it happen in a commercial. <gasps> You're breaking through ceilings, bro. I was number one. And that was my first, that was my first, uh, that was my third audition and my, uh, and my first job. Uh, wow. I got that when I was 10. Um, basically, I'll give you a little, little quick story. Yeah. When, when I was nine, I, I lived in Virginia and this guy, Ryan Prosser, he lived across the street from me. He asked me, what are you gonna do when you move to New Jersey? And I was like, I'm gonna be an actor. And he didn't laugh at me. You know, oh, yeah, it was yeah. like it was like one of those, it was that years when you you get laughed at for saying dumb shit. And uh -huh. he was like, like he was like, I could see that. So I went to school. I went to school. I, I moved with my from my mom's house, I moved to my dad's house. And um he lived in Teaneck, New Jersey. Teaneck. And um represent North Jersey. I love this. I love this. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm there for like, I'm there for like uh maybe a month. And I go into the newspaper and I find an acting manager and I call her. Myself, 10 years old. I say, <laughs> I say um, uh, hi, um, yeah, I want to be an actor. This is how I, this is how I talk back then. I yeah, want to yeah. be an actor. <laughs> I was very eloquent. I still had eloquence, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it was yeah. childlike. Yeah, and yeah, she yeah. thought it was very impressive that a young boy called her. And she said, well, can you get your parents to take you? I said, oh, yeah, I try to tell my dad to take me. So I told my dad, dad, you gotta take me to this acting lady. And um, he took me, she signed me on the spot. She gave me a four year Oof. contract on the spot. Fuck and, yes. uh, and, I, and I just started, that's how I started rocking. Next thing I was like that same week, I, was, I went to ABC and auditioned for, when they used to have TV movies, they used to have the television movies. Yes, I remember I, those. I auditioned for one of those ABC, almost shit my pants. I was so nervous. I'm a little kid in a room with a bunch of adults, but I found this world that I could play in that I enjoyed. And it was, um, it, was, uh, it was about just showing myself to other people and unapologetically letting that be what it was. And I thought that that's what acting was. And then I didn't find out really what it was until I was about 20 something. But. Tariq, when you, went, when you went back to school, did people know that you were on I was, the Captain Crush? I was the like, fucking oh, man. Shit. You were the I, man. I was the fucking man. Anybody watching this from Teaneck knows me, that, that knows me, knows in sixth grade, you couldn't tell me shit. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because one, you're on TV. Two, you're on for a serial that people, parents won't even let in kids' houses. That's true. That's true. One you might as well have been, been a cigarette commercial at that exactly, point. You know? Exactly. Exactly. I was rough, man. I was from the streets. Yes. I was a, that was a sugary-ass cereal. That shit was uh, 30 grams of sugar in that cereal. You were a bad kid with that fucking Captain Crunch commercial. You That's also like a time shit. where everybody's trying to figure out themselves. Like everyone is at their peak insecurity mm -hmm. and Tariq is just at his oh, peak I was insecurity. The man. I know who I am. That's... I was the man. I, I, there, was a, um, there was a girl in, in the school that um, I thought was so pretty. Uh, uh -huh. her, na her, her name was Tiffany and I, I was a new kid. So, you know, once I got on that commercial, I was like, yo, I, you know, that was back before you actually hollered at a girl. You tell your friends, oh, look, I like Tiffany. Okay. Yes. So like, yes. like that should be known. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be eating my food and shit. And you just tell open her. up the rumor mill because <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like exactly. Tiffany. Let her know I got a watch she could wear if she wants to wear a watch. Exactly. We doing it. We doing it. Yes. Yeah. And I had Tiffany. Tiffany was my fake girlfriend at sixth grade. She was my uh -huh. fake girlfriend. But it was um that was how I started. And then I I I I, uh, I basically um did a lot of commercials um. Throughout those years, I probably did. I don't even know how many national commercials I did. And that's when years. commercials were money. Now it's what? all fucking money. bullshit. Money. Back then, you could live and have a nice situation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I made very, very good money off of the um, Captain Crunch, off the um, Captain Crunch spots. They ran Oof. for two years, and they yes. ran all the time. I mean, in the morning, uh, Saturday mornings, I wake up, you watching Recess, Pepper Ann, all that. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. It's like, what you and the cat, this? make it happen. This is 1997. I was watching, bro. You were watching. You saw I me. I was watching. I was a fan. You know I fucked with you Pepper Ann. You saw me. Okay? Pepper Ann, Pepper Ann. <laughs> Let's go for Yo. He's like, what in a million? Yeah! Yo, I remember that, man. Of I used course. to watch. 
but I was watching, I was watching all that stuff to see me, you know, I was watching and like, and, and it, it never stopped blowing my mind. I had this, one of my friends, Dan Schechter, he asked me, you know, why do you act? And, uh-huh. and I, and I said to him, you know, I think I act because I want to watch myself. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, and, and there's, and there's probably a ton of other reasons why, but I enjoy watching myself be good at something. Can I tell you something? I watch myself do like comedy stuff. If I film it as something, I watch it back. I laugh. I think yeah. I'm very funny. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. That's, funny. The, that's the win. That's yes. the win. If you can be your own fan, you won. Mm-hmm. I watch me and I go, I go, he's good. I go, this guy's he's got good. Some fucking this guy, moves. This guy's good, man. And I, I think that you do need that. If you don't you do. believe in yourself, who the fuck's gonna? Come on, man. You gotta be your own fan. You gotta be your own fan. But you everybody one, know of the, star. one of the first times I met Tariq, that's you were telling me about your uh, audition prep, what you do in the room. Oh, what do you do? I don't know if you still do it, but like, I, need, four, I, I met you up four years ago, five years. Ago. I, I've gone through a lot of different different changes in my in my, in my career. <laughs> and he's but, dead ass serious telling me this. Not a but, smile or a joke at all yeah. on his face. For years, I would go into um, I would go in, I would go in, before I go to an audition. I'll go, you fucking god, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Like, you, you, no, no I, go, I go, I go, I go, I could probably lift this ground up with my mind if I tried. <laughs> That's real shit. No, he and, would and say in the, in the room, in the room, he would be so, saying. So I, I would walk to the audition, be saying this, right? Then I get to the audition and I turn my back to everybody. <laughs> no. You fucking God, man. Oh my God. <laughs> you the person. Man. And the person behind you is going Exactly Unique New York Unique New York You're fucking God, man And you're fucking You got two fingers on your temples Looking at the fucking coffee Trying to make it percolate, bro Word Bro Sebastian, you do that in a room And and you change the temperature In that motherfucker I'm dead ass I go, you God And I and then by the time And then they go, Tariq I go, yeah Humble guy Humble guy comes out Humble regular guy comes out, but God is in there before she walks out. And um, I think that the reason why I would do that is because the, what you need to bring into that room is presence. You yes. got to bring presence, something that they go. I've gotten jobs that, that, that I know that I got because when I walked in that room, I, I had this, I, I got a job on, um, on a show called Major Crimes. Uh-huh. And um, all right, this is, this is a kind of cool story. So I'm, I'm, I'm auditioning. There's a, there's another guy in front of me. I don't want to say his name, but he was on a very popular show that, that, um, that a a lot of people watched. Right. And and he's the main guy. So I'm, so I'm trying out to play his brother on the show. He's trying out to play the Reverend. I'm trying out to play the brother. So I, so I, so I'm sitting next to him, looking at his watch. He got a Rolex on. He's got the suit on. I'm like, this guy's definitely getting it. Yeah. 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 And I kind of look like this dude. I could easily be his brother. Uh-huh. So when he goes in, I can hear him and he's killing it. And I was like, good. He's going to get it. I'm going to walk in and look just like his brother. And they're going to hire me. So yeah. I had mo- ult- ultimate confidence before I walked into that room. I uh-huh. walked in there and I did what is very rare for an actor. I had a blue flame. There's what? a red flame that, 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 you know, that should have light a cigarette or something. Okay. Okay. There's, there's a, okay. You know I'm, I'm on saying? board now. Yes. I had a blue flame. You were propane, blue... bro. You were you were the bottom of the fucking fire. If they... you even near it, it's gonna burn you. Yes. Yes. You are you white me? hot. Yes. It's white like white hot. Yes. Whatever yes. The, the sun is when it blows up, that's what I was. <laughs> and I and I had a blue flame in that in that in that room, and I and I killed. It, because the, the executive producer of the show was on there. It was for a, a role, a recurring role on a, on a, um, a show called um, um, Major Crimes. Yeah, yeah. So I walk out and um, I, could, I just, I brought such energy to that room. I, I felt it. I walk out and I see these two guys they are waiting. They're in the same seats that me and the other guy, they're, you know, they're on deck, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. they're kind of looking at me with that look like, how'd it go, you know? How'd it and, go? It's the funniest question always. <laughs> how'd it go? Like, I don't know you, bro. <laughs> Sebastian, wait till you see this answer. I, I looked uh-huh. at both of them. I looked at both of them right in their irises. Oof. 
and I went bang bang. Oh! <laughs> what? What? Bring the guns at that. Boom boom. If I'm no lying, way. I'm fine. I swear to God. I, <laughs> love. I said boom boom. And you know what? If I ever see those guys again, I will apologize because. <laughs> Because nobody likes to have that happen to them before they go into an audition. No, no, no. Oh my God. But I did. I did. I said, that's exactly what I did. I said, I I, I said, I said, bang, bang, not boom, boom. I said, bang, bang. And I just walked out. Wow. And one of the first, maybe the first, like the second or third time I met Tariq, he was telling me that I'm a God Tariq story. Yeah. Completely serious. I was like, I like this guy. He's yeah. I think that you he's need not, to have he's that. He's not height. boring. I think before I would do comedy shows, I blast music in my headphones, hip hop, because hip hop does it right. You don't even drop a mixtape and you say you're the best that ever did it. You know what I mean? I, and you don't have to be nobody. Everybody <laughs> is the best. You it, it could be somebody's cousin and they're the best that ever did it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I fucking before I go on stage, as I'm walking to a theater, I'm blasting hip hop in my ears because that's who I am. And I don't think in the comedy world there's enough hype like that. And I don't because I think it's frowned upon. You're supposed to be humble, yada yada. But it is. You have to hype yourself up and then bring yourself there. I think absolutely you articulated so beautifully. Yeah. But for me, the transition after an audition is hard too because then I'll start replaying stuff in my head. I'll I won't even re- replay how I did it. I'll start replaying how I said hello and goodbye. Mm. So I do this new thing now. Uh, where I would sit on a bench and I go, I have one, I'm going to play one song and I have one song to think about that audition. After that, I'm on to the next. Right. I give myself three minutes to, to fucking lament over this shit and then I move on. I guess yeah. I was I was never walking out of audition saying bang, bang to people. You know? <laughs> That's rare. That's rare. And I tell you, it's a blue flame for a reason because it doesn't have, it's it's very rare. It's, it's very rare that you just, in that spot, I, I booked it. I booked it, but here's of the course. other thing. Here's imagine the other you thing. didn't. Imagine you didn't book it and you told oh, that man. whole story. Oh, that would be so funny. And by the so way, man. I didn't get it. I never went in for that casting yeah. director ever again. They hated yeah. me. <laughs> one of the guys I banged got it. Yeah. Uh, one, of the guys, one of the guys went, got scared, told on you, and they fucking yeah. booked the role. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but here's the, here's the best part. I booked the part, uh-huh. but I booked the part that the guy in front of me. <gasps> I I. I didn't even try out for that part. It was a bigger part. I got that part. I played the Reverend. And and the dude who played my brother, RJ Smith, was Blue Flame 2. Uh-huh. I was doing scenes with him. I, I don't know who's better. I, I feel like I, I was God, but this motherfucker must be a demigod or something. <laughs> you know? I, beauty, beauty. This is phenomenal. And I know uh, fucking Robbie told me, you'll just straight up lie to get, get jobs if you have to. I, I, I learned early. World. I learned early that you say you can do anything. If they ask you, can you do it? Yes, I can ride horses. Yes, a bareback. <laughs> what are you talking? What are we talking? Yeah, I'm bareback. Side saddle. You want me to hit side, side saddle? saddle? What I'll do fucking you want? wear a beret and fucking hit side saddle. Smoke a long cigarette for your ass. You, you're damn right. You're damn right. And I and I and I'll Photoshop a fucking picture of me on 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 with Don Cheadle's body riding yes. a horse somewhere. Yes. I'm gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start doing Chris <laughs> Evans' body, my face. That's it. Everything. Do I do I fly? You damn right, I fly, motherfucker. Uh, of course, I got every single driver's license you ever heard of. I do pickup trucks. I do motorcycles, motherfucker. Absolutely. Okay. I, that has gotten me because what? What? Why would you want to lose a job? Why would you want to lose a job because you said that you can't do something? When it usually doesn't look. I know you guys told you this story, Robbie, but I got the reason I really started that was because I did these commercials with Ray Lewis and I told the football them, player. Yeah. And I told the, them the that murderer? I played right after that, right, right after, after the that. murder, right, right after, after murder that. This is 2005, 2005. Yeah, I did yeah, some yeah. commercial with Ray Lewis uh-huh. and, and the way I got that commercial because I show up to the audition and they're looking for football players only and I said football players my team won state championship this year <laughs> did so you play I, no I never played football in my life I never played bitty <laughs> I never played peewee football oh my so, god so I go so I, so 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 one of the guys that was on it he was a he was he played for a college he was a d1 football player he yeah, was yeah. like, he, he thought I was funny because he was like, man, you lied and now you're here. 
I was like, yeah, man, whatever. So, <laughs> so they hire me to be the guy. There's one, there was one specific commercial where Ray Lewis is holding the tackling dummy and uh-huh. they needed a guy to be running at it. They picked me to do that. Ooh. So the guy, so, so the director's like, get down in the three point stance. I'm like, oh, <gasps> he does the jump shot. He does the three point jumper shot. <laughs> He leans back. Wait, he Tariq, goes, didn't you not? Even, you had no idea how to put the pads on, too, right? I didn't. I didn't know how to put the pads on. I had this guy, so so I did get an ally because the guy who thought I was funny that I lied, yeah, he was yeah. like, "All right, I got you." So I, the first thing I told him was, "Yo, put these pads on for me, bro." And like, mm-hmm. you gotta put them on. You know, it's you, got, you think you think a bra is complicated? Oof, football no. pads. That's why football players are good at taking on bras because they got fourteen straps on their fucking pants. It's you know, crazy. It's Michael Jackson vest type of straps on that. Yes, one. yes. I played one season. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you could have you could actually not bullshit if you're doing that. But nah, I did that. It was it was worth it. Ray Lewis was cool as hell, and it was um. And I learned that you just tell them you can do anything. You told your way into an Academy Award nominated Academy Award winning film. Yeah. Yeah. Three time Academy Award winning film Whiplash. I played a pianist. (laughs) (laughs) Have you played any piano prior to booking the pianist role? I can play little things like I can play um, Free Willy song from from Michael Jackson. Hold me like the river of Jordan. Uh, (laughs) Play that song. I can play. Uh But no, I can't really. I can't really play the piano. Um, Damien Chazelle was not um, a huge director. He directed La La Land. Um, what was the other one? Uh, the, uh, First Man. First Man and, um, yeah. and Whiplash. And uh, yeah, I just basically told him that I could play the piano. They didn't have a piano at the audition. So they got these guys with trumpets and, and tubas and saxophones and they got no, no piano. So I just said, look, if you don't have a piano, I, I can tell you I could play. So I booked uh-huh. the part because they wanted an actor. <laughs> you put it on them. You said, your ass didn't bring it. I, I, I mean, <laughs> if you had an elephant, I'll show you. I'm a trainer, bro. You know, like you just put it on them. You hey, know, if, you, if you were prepared, motherfuckers, I would have dazzled you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You put it on them. Yes. You put it on them. And, uh, and I got the part. And then when I, and then before I did the movie, um, uh, I wrote Damien Chazelle an email. I said, hey, man, this, these, you sent me sheet music. I don't know if I'm going to be able to play. It's pretty complicated stuff. This is the most uh-huh. complicated jazz of, of all time. In yeah, of movie. course. So uh-huh. uh, so he just, they get a guy to play to, with my kind of hand, fingers. And he just, he goes in and plays when, I, when they need me to, you know, play the piano real close. But otherwise, I just, I'm out there fronting. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And what a movie. What a movie. Robbie and I, I both know we've gotten in. We both had some of the worst fights of our lives with our girlfriends <laughs> after watching Whiplash. So I just want to really? say, fuck you. Fuck you, bro. Okay. I love the movie. I think it's one of the I best love movies. The movie. But yeah, I love it, was, the movie. it came out around Valentine's Day. Yeah. In 2015. Yeah. Is that, that's true. That's true. That's true. And the message of the movie was about uh, like picking love over your passions. Yeah. Stuff like that. Not a good Valentine's Day movie. I didn't even connect that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. It is about he, he actually. Um, but you know what? It, it, but if you look at it, he actually learns that he should have maybe kept her around because at the end he tries to get her back. But she's yes. with some other dude. He invites yeah. her to the show that he's doing. So it, it, it was actually a mistake. It was actually a mistake he made. Um, if, we, if we're spoiler alert for um, any we, we could spoil. We could spoil. We, we could spoil. We could spoil. That. We could spoil. Years. And then your biggest, probably the longest time you were on TV was one life to live, right? When you were, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, that, it was I you guess on I did the one most... life to live, and wasn't Michael B. Jordan at the same time? Like he similar was on, careers on All My Children. He was on All My Children. I was on, um, I was on One Life to Live. I was the only black guy. There was an older black guy on the show, but he was like fifty. Uh-huh. I was the only young black guy on the show. Mike was the only young black guy on his show, and so I kind of like always watched what he was doing. Like I would watch the soaps when I was on, but yeah, yeah. um. Yeah, I was remembering that show um, and I remember something that I, I had forgotten. But one time, one of my first days on that show, there was this girl. She is hot as hell. Her name is Daniil Harris. OK, she's she, she plays the, um, the the hot girl in, in Harold Kumar. Right. Oh, OK, I'm about it. I'm about it. And I know I, yeah, I'm about it. <laughs> she's smoking hot. Yeah, I was. I was 19 at the time when I got on that show, right? Uh-huh, yeah. But I didn't, uh, I, I, I was an actor, like, kind of. Like, I, you know, I did stuff and I could 
say lines, but I you're didn't barely I, a person. You're 19. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I, so I show up and I'm, I'm like, kind of like, I'm the youngest person on the, on, in the house that I'm living in on the shelf. Uh-huh. And uh, so, so, all right. So there's a scene going on in the living room, but it's like the main focus is on two people. And we were also in the room. We we're like dirtying this, the shot. Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> so she and I are talking and they tell us, yeah, just guys, you guys just improv. So she starts talking to me. She's like, hey, you look really nice in that shirt. Now, I'm not an actor, but I know what to do with a pretty lady that's talking to me like that. <laughs> so so, so, I, so I, I'm like, all right, she's, get, she's putting it out there, cool. I say, I say, I say yeah, I, I say, actually, I was looking at you earlier when I walked, this, this is where I fucked up. When I walked up in the studio, I saw you and now I broke the fourth wall, okay? Yes. I fucked your flirting game up. No, I I broke it. I broke the fourth wall. So I take like three steps away and I realized, oh shit, she was improv. Yes. Oh no, that's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. So embarrassing, bro. Did you, did you address it? Did you two ever talk about it? Never talked about it because she she knew. Like I saw her face change when I said studio, and I was like, "Oh, okay." And then and then the director's like, "Cut," and I'm like, I walk off. I'm like, "Oh shit, she was improv." <laughs> so, yeah, like, <laughs> you I thought totally that she was improv- taking the moment. Uh, she goes, "I'll wait till the scene starts, and then I'll tell this dude how I th- what I think about him." And but because we weren't on, like, we weren't. You the weren't on mic. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. you were just mic. supposed to be in the back talking. Bullshit. Exactly, like in the yeah. way that the way the soaps are set up, it's three basic three cameras, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ABC camera, and then you know which one is hot. For me, it has a red. It has red, red on lights. top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's basically how it's set up. So it was like a wide. It was like the middle camera it was like a wide camera. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. She wants to get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was. I was just remember that. that shit was so embarrassing, but. Yeah, good times. Wow. So what was it like to see, like, so you were, like, at Michael B. Jordan's level. What do you, do you feel like, wow, I can't believe where he's gone? I never felt like I was at Michael B. Jordan's level because. Um, <laughs> I'm putting that on you, bro. I'm I used putting to, that on I you. Used to, um, I used to um, walk, he, he was coming to auditions, and yeah. um, he was younger than me, but he could play about my age. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. um he just always got special treatment. I always saw like the, like the casting lady came out. Oh, hi, Michael, blah, 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 blah. He, Michael was like a golden child before he even popped, pop, pop. Uh-huh. He, was already, he was already treated like that. He, he had such a substantial. So for me to watch Mike um, do what he's done, um, you know, I've also had conversations with him after, like well, well after he, he got famous. Yeah. To watch what he's done is, is, is just inspiring, really. It's just, it's just, I know he's a dude from Jersey. He's another guy from Jersey. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I heard that. I don't know if this is true, but I heard his mom is like the ultimate stage mom, though. Oh, you know what? I never saw his mom at auditions. when. But this is like, he was post 8, 6, 17, 18 oh, okay. when I started seeing him. Yeah. Okay, I guess that, I mean, that's just the fucking rumor mills. You know what I'm saying? So who the fuck? I, w- I would believe that he has a very, I mean, I imagine his parents are very strong um, parts of his life, you know, his success. Tariq was his own stage mom. I didn't need no mo- no mom upstage in my stage mom. Yeah. No, no, that's awesome. You when you were on One Life to Live, you would you would drive home. You've told me this story before that you would drive home the producers that you were, didn't realize they took the subway. Yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, because I was I had just started getting money uh-huh. and. Um, I was 19. I bought a, a, a I bought a Honda Del Sol convertible. Okay. Like, <laughs> like ruby red. I, I love the how biggest you, rims. You have to get a Honda, but you say fucking convertible rims. Like like you get a mid level, but you're like I'm a decade out. Exactly. That's what you did back then. I put the sp- I put the system in it. I put I put chrome rims on it. Of I'm course. riding I'm riding to work, and people are like, oh shit, like looking at me like, and I'm like I'm a young kid. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm out here. We're playing music. I'm playing Young Guns or Jay-Z loud uh-huh. as hell and, and rolling up. And then I, I, I realized that the executive producer of the show um, took the subway. Wow. I'm wow. spending $46 every single day on parking the damn car. Yes. And, and, and crossing the bridge and crossing oh, the bridge. You were doing the GW. 
I'm doing a GW, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm spending I'm spending forty six dollars every single day to park this damn car, and this guy is a multi millionaire, and he's taking the subway. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's hard being black sometimes, man. You know, it ain't easy. Did you waste money on anything else besides that? Besides this car? Let me, tell you, let me tell you how fast I went broke. Uh, uh. <laughs> I went broke so fast. They, they told me on a Thursday, right? This is how you get fired from a soap opera. Since okay. there's no... There's no residual... There's no... They don't keep showing it. It's one, it's one time they show it, it's over. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You basically are making whatever you're making for that week. You live in, if you like, if you, if, you, if you're spending that whole check, you live in check to check. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. was partying. I was living the life. I, I had a fake ID. I have, I was friends with the castmates. We would go out. I was partying, buying drinks, bottles, whatever, spending all the money. The, the executive producer, the same guy who drive, who took the tax, who took the, takes the, the, the subway every day. Uh -huh. He walks over to me on a Thursday and he goes, Hey, Tariq, did you read the script? I said, oh. Oh, oh, no, I haven't read it yet. He's like, okay. And he just walks off. I read it. The script is cool. The whole, everything's going good. Everything's going good. And then I see uh, some arsonist is in like my apartment building. And I'm like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> oh, what the? <laughs> and the next scene is me on a gurney in the hospital. <laughs> no. Fucking, yeah. And, and this arsonist burns my apartment, my whole building down. Wow. And that's how yeah. you found out you were fired. And that's how I found out I was fired. So that, so I shoot, I came to shoot that on a Monday. I got it on a Thursday. I came to shoot it on a Monday. Uh, I was, I was broke by Monday. Jesus. <laughs> I, I spent all my money. I, I was thinking I was going to get another, you know, six months, a year or something on the show. Yeah. 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 I, I'd spent all my money. I, I might've had a thousand dollars saved or something. Uh, that's crazy. tough. That's yeah. tough. That's yeah. being an actor is hard. It's, but you've been fucking working. This is, it's truly incredible how much you work, bro. I've been fortunate. Um, I've been fortunate to, I would say I get a handful of things every year. I get like two or three things every year. And yeah. whether they're big or small, I, I'm not in control of. Yes. But, but I consistently get between voice and acting and television and everything work I get every year. And that's, that's the only consistency that I, uh, that I believe I have. You get no, you book no auditions that you go for. I mean, it's just like, yes, it's, 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 it's hard as shit. If you're an actor watching this, yes, we all go through it. You go on a hundred, you might get none of them. And that's why you, I think like your advice about like hyping yourself up is true, is real. And like something you need to do or else you'll just quit. Precisely. It's you're going to need that. Yes. All you do, all I hear is no, 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 no. It's not even no's. I just hear nothing. I, there's just so many nothings. Nothing. Showbiz loves to tell you nothing. Yeah. Nobody ever says they don't like you. Everyone just it waits and they go, oh, we always love Sebastian. You know right. what I mean? It's we always love blah, blah means they were waiting for you to pop right now. What now? What kind of psychological gymnastics would you have to do to every time you hear nothing or no be like, those people are crazy. Yes. That's, yes. How, that, that's, that's how you find it. You got you got to have that feeling. Those, those these motherfuckers are crazy and they're going to regret that shit. They don't know yet. <laughs> It's hard. You, I, that's why it's like important that you have other shit going on in your life or else you're going to end up just partying, partying away because you need to keep that mind occupied with other shit as an actor. Absolutely, man. This microphone, this microphone keeps me alive, man. This microphone. I do a lot of voiceover. Yeah. And um, that's, um, you know, that's, that's been what's able to hold me, hold me down. Like, you know, and, and honestly, acting's just fun, you know, like, Mm -hmm. It's just fun to be able to the opportunity. Even when I'm doing this by myself, I just turn. You know. Anyway, let's get some funny shit. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> you shot you, you shot a movie in Iowa, and now yes, yes, I'm waiting for that to come out. Um, yeah, I shot a movie where I play a a, a, a runaway, not a runaway, uh, a, a newly freed slave, um, with a family of of three kids, and uh, four wow. kids actually. Yeah, an older daughter and um three and three kids. We're actually shooting at a real barn. Like they found this, this, this home and this place that's like old school, but they actually have real cows, real horses, real chicken, everything in there. So I'm running into a barn with a knife in my hand. Okay. Look at, Cause I think that, I think that something happened to my son. So I'm look, so I'm like coming out and I'm like, ah, angry, like knife in my hand is running out. And I run into this barn and there's this white guy, farmer dude in there 
who sees me with a knife in my hand in character, like, <laughs> and I and he said, this guy, <laughs> like, fucking <laughs> loses his mind, and he had every right to. I had, I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, this is yeah, fake. Yeah. All of this is, you know what I mean? This but is like, fake. You start pretending to stab yourself. Like, no, it was a real knife. It was a, oh, real, it was knife. a real knife. Yeah, it was a totally real knife. <laughs> you are so scary. That's I was so scary. So scary to this guy. To this guy. He like, had no idea. And he was he just a no dude idea. that owned the farm. He didn't even own the farm. He was like a worker who was working with the with the animals, but he had came he had come into the barn, <laughs> but we were shooting outside of the barn. So yeah, like, yeah. you know when they gotta get you in going into a place? Yes, I'm just yes, going yes. into the place, but he's we're not shooting in there. So he just nothing's going on in there. And then he sees me running angry with a knife in my hand right at him. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Jesus. That's so that's that's yeah. that's scary. You had a real knife, you ran at a stranger. Totally scary, man. But, I felt bad for that guy. Acting gets you, it allows you to do fucking stuff that you'll never get to do in real life. Cause I don't imagine you're a dude that would do that in real life. So it's fun to get to do. You got that experience now. Absolutely, man. I think, I think that people are um, surprised sometimes when they see stuff like I was on a show called Outsiders and um, based was, the, like the book or uh, no, no, it okay. was about, it was about these, um, <clears throat> it was about these like white people who have lived on a mountain for imagine the white people were the native Americans. It was like white people that lived on this mountain peacefully for like 200 years. And uh -huh. now they have, um, they found out that there's like oil underneath the mountain. Okay. Yeah. So they got to come in and drill. And I play one of the guys who was an old um, oil guy um, who has been out of a job for a little while. And um, in the show, like um, I, I did everything like that, you know, oh, I wow. did. I, and so I would be, wow. I would, we talk about sexy voice, bro, on this podcast. That was a sexy voice, dude. You, had a, you just turned it on. I caught feelings, bro. My heart went, boom, boom. holy fuck, dude. Oh, yeah, no. I got a flush in the face. Jesus, do it one time again for the hotties. One more time for the hotties. So, so what are we talking about here? Oh. <laughs> so, so I'm doing that. So, so, so I made the choice to do that on the, um, in the audition. Uh-huh. And um, it was a kind of a wild choice. My first line in the audition, I think I can remember my first line in the audition was, um, um, where, where, uh, it was talking to my, 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 my sister and I go, where you been baby girl? She goes, um, she goes um, I, was, uh, I, was, I was out with, I was out with my friend. She's like, I'm, I was out with Naomi. I go, was a white boy there with you? <laughs> oh my god you know? so so i do that in the audition people are straight jerking off to the podcast right now i just want to let you know shit just took a turn okay <laughs> get it get it get it get it yes but that's a norm for this pod so don't worry don't worry yeah this I won't be the first time no it won't be the first won't be the last people be the last. Okay. So, so i go i go do that in the audition and um when when they call me back there i go i tell my i tell my my agent at the time ken lee i was like Yo, he's like, yeah, they really liked you for outside. I, I was like, oh man, I was doing some like weird voice thing. He's yeah. like, he's like, I, I was like, ask them if I should do that again. He's like, he doesn't even ask them. He goes, Tariq, do exactly what you did last time. Uh -huh. so, I, so now I walk in there. And I'm like, Where you been, baby girl? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and everything's coming from that space. So then yeah. I would be on the set talking with the extras like this. Uh -huh, and, then yeah. they, and then I would go into it, and then I, they would be like, all right, we're back into it. And these people never see me act this in the first season. They uh -huh. never see me act before, and then I go right into it. Yeah, where you been, baby girl? They must have freaked. They did a double take. Immediately, immediately. So I loved it. What that revealed to me was that this is a place you can find a different person that's in yourself. This is acting is a world you can find that new that different person inside yourself not just bring yourself to it but you could actually find that character in you this is interesting because so. a lot of the way i look at acting is bringing sebastian to the script but you look at it as like d disappearing a little bit i i also look at it like the way you look at it as as well sometimes if it's yeah, yeah. something that's um easily relatable uh -huh, to me uh -huh. then i'm gonna bring myself to it if i'm you know but if I'm playing a guy that, um, like, like I played a reverend on Major Crimes, I, I, I wanted to try and do something with him. Yes. So I, so I was, um, I tried to add a little bit of 
Terrence Howard. Okay, and there are no more WAPs in the audience. Okay, everything just said. All the Audis turned into innies, bro. That was that was scary as fuck when you just said. Hit me with that one more time, bro. Hit me with the one more time. Do a little bit of Terrence Howard into it. <laughs> and, and and so and so like for me the fun of that was okay now I'm now I get to play a guy that is not me and now I get to see how I real I can make this person yeah and yeah that that's fun too that's fun too and you never did you have training did you go to acting school yeah yeah I oh, did okay. um I did um I didn't go to college for acting nah nah which which one in hindsight when I look back I wish I would have. Yeah, um, the, the fucking losers. You would have been fucking. You would have taken your shoes off in every room you walked into. Okay, those fucking. Yeah, you, yeah. You've been it, doing back massage circles all day long. Okay, you got other. There's been there. some bad habits get developed in in those colleges. Yeah, some bad habits for sure. For I've, sure. I've taught improv at some uh, college uh, conservatories, like acting schools, and. Mm. I mean, I love the paycheck, love the paycheck, but the students, I, I, I just have to be like, what's happening a lot of the time? You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot of people yeah. running out of class because something is so dramatic. You know, a lot of emotions are just flying wild in those acting schools. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. I mean, I think I would have been able to shed that shit, though, because I was always auditioning and stuff and had to be real and had people be like, hey, let's bring it down a little bit. Um, You can, you know, so uh -huh, I, yes, I was getting adjusted a lot, but I, I wish I would have. Um, I wish I would have gone to school for it, but I don't remember why did I get into that. I was asking where'd you study? Where'd oh yeah. You... So I so I so basically I studied with this lady named Ann Retray. Uh -huh. Um she's um she was in New York, she was like a very good TV. A lot of t people on television study with her. <laughs> um Helen Hunt studies with her, uh, was did used to study with her and um just something's got to give. Please shout some out. Really, shout yeah. out something's got to give. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's excellent. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. And um, so, uh, so I studied with her for a while, and then I I came to LA. I studied at my uh, I studied Meisner at the Playhouse West, where Sanford Meisner um worked worked before he died. See, for me, how did you allow yourself to get to a place to do all this hippy dippy stuff? You seem like such a real dude. Oh, I'm hippy dippy too, bro. You are. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you are. You, you what shoes are you wearing right now? Do, do you have some fucking moccasins on, bro? What's happening over here? Oh, he's got no. Oh, he's got slides. Okay, he's my boy still. He's yeah, my yeah. boy. I'm bro, chilling. I'm chilling. You're not that. You don't gotta tell me, bro. You don't like... gotta tell me. You know your boy's rocking slides. <laughs> there right it now. is. There it is. That's yeah. it. I'm comfy. I'm comfy. Yeah, but I, I I, okay, here's here's why I think I'm hippie. I yeah. think I'm hippie because I smoked a toad's venom and experienced <laughs> yeah. death before. What the fuck do you mean? Wait, no. wait, you can't just drop. I smoke toads, venom. I that's that's and that is that is as real as 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 this table is. You're that talking is, like the Vice News toads denim, like the like a Vice reporter. You went down to South America and smoked some shit. I did it right in New York City. Wow, you did it. You went to the bodega and you hit the toads venom. And you go, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna get me some fucking Cheetos downstairs and an Arizona can. I I so, I'm sorry, but this is. Um, one of those subjects that I swear is is not funny. Okay, okay all right. it's okay. Honestly, bro, can I be honest? <laughs> you you were funnier than almost every comedian we've brought on this podcast. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> that's what I that. told I him. Appreciate that. <laughs> He's like, I'm not a comedian. I'm not. I'm like, trick. You're no. fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'd be real. I think I, my thing is being real. I think that is where anything can be. Um, every, look, I think I heard a, I heard a quote. Cool, I hope I can remember it. Mm -hmm. I can't I can't remember. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to remember it. But it was basically saying if you're real, if you're real to someone, you're telling their story, too. If you're being honest, you're telling their story, too. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, so that's how I that's how I think about it. But but about the toad, like basically yeah. <clears throat> I got obsessed. I heard Mike Tyson talk about 5-MeO DMT. This is and, this is where every all the hippies out there are getting into it because of Mike Tyson. You know what I mean? He's bro, promoting free love. That's how I found it. That's how I found it. <laughs> then I heard Joe Rogan talking about it, and I yes. said, "Man, I gotta locate this." So I was obsessed with it for about six months. I learned everything about it. What, and what, what the count? And you've self-proclaimed yourself as the Wayne Gretzky of finding drugs. I, I exactly. I'm. Yes. I'm I, I used to be the Wayne Gretzky of finding drugs in any country in the world. <laughs> I've been to a lot of them. Dude, so, you got to get a deal with Bed Bath & Beyond for these quotables, bro. All oh, I'm saying, I could see them in dorm rooms across the world. Holla at me, Hallmark. 
Holla. <laughs> so I so I've tracked down some this guy, uh, shaman a shaman, and he uh, I, I call him and he's he's like, yo, I'm coming to New York in two days. Wow. So I said, okay, well let's do it in two days. Woo, that's a so, quick turnaround. Yeah, no, totally. So I'm scared as shit because basically, and you can look this up. It's called they call it the God molecule. Yep. It, 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 it's released in your body upon death and birth. Yeah. And if you smoke it, it's only the only place you can find five MEO DMT. It's not the same as DMT, which is actually NN DMT. Uh -huh. It's a different compound. This is not a visual one. DMT is visual. They call, it's the white guy fun high, right? Uh -huh. it's, a, it's a cool, like I saw elves and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit. This was not that. So I tell myself, all right, we're going to do, I'm going to do it this day. If anything turns me off to this experience, I'm not going to show up. If something mm -hmm. feels wrong, because I'm going to have to experience death. That's what it is. You smoke it and you die. You, you experience whatever happens. That, that's what they say. You experience what happens with death. Yeah. So a lot of people have gotten PTSD after smoking it. So Oof. I say, if anything turns me off to this experience, I'm not doing it. It's a beautiful day in New York City. I walk from, uh, from, uh, from my apartment to, uh -huh. this, to this place. The, the numbers on the, on, the, on the wall were one, two, three. And I was thinking to myself, it's as easy as. Yes. Yes. That's a sign, bro. I know. And I walked up. I walked up. It was on the top floor of a loft. And I, as soon as I opened the door, these two gentlemen um, greeted me. And I could just feel their energy. They were good. And I was like, wow, I'm about to die right now. Shit. And I got on a. Uh, I'm nervous right now, to be honest. So you telling this story. I'm fucking getting back chills. This, this is real shit. This is yes. real shit. This is not no, no games. No. So I, so I, I go, I sit down on this, they get, they have a, like a mattress in the middle of this huge room. I got it all on tape too. And um, it's like when you go skydiving, they got you yeah. pay, pay extra for the tape if you want. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm so glad I got it on tape too, for a number of reasons. Uh -huh. So I sit down, I sit down, the guys, they, they tell me what I'm going to do. I already knew that you got to breathe this thing in and hold it for like 20 seconds. Yeah. So I, I tell myself, so, all right, so boom, the guy goes, take a little bit first. He gives me one fifth of what he was going to give me. Yeah. I smoke it. I start feeling crazy. And it's just like the world shuts down. I go blind and I'm like, Oh shit, this is real shit. Yeah. And I come back out of it. It was, takes me like five minutes to come out of it. I, uh -huh. And I'm like, I'm like, wow. He's like, yeah, that's a, that's a fifth of what you're about to do. I was like, dude, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I think I, I said, I said, I think I'm, I think I'm good, man. I think I think I actually got something out of that. He's like, trust me. I saw how you handled that. You can do this. <gasps> do, do the whole thing. Oh my God. And I was like, all right. Okay. I take, I take the pipe. He, he likes it. It gets real foamy, like a milky fog inside of this bowl. It's like a crack. It's, it's not even a crack. It's like a meth pipe. Oh my God. It's just this, this milky foam comes out. Uh, I breathe it in. I hold it for 20 seconds. Yeah. On the, on the video, you can see me open my eyes for one second. By then I was already gone, completely blind. <gasps> I close my eyes and fall back in a perfect yoga, like fingers pose back. <laughs> I, I lay like that for 19 minutes. <gasps> the only thing I said, completely unconscious. Can yes. you guess what it is, Sebastian? Uh, no, I can't. It's we're all one or something like that. Close. The only thing I said completely unconscious was, I will never be the same. Oh, wow. I thought you said something about God. I said, I will never be the same. Wow. Then when I came to, I started saying a bunch of shit. I started saying the God thing and all oh, that stuff. Did you say I'm God or something like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, when, I came, when I came to, I said, I just became God. Yeah. And then I, I, <laughs> I, I just became God. It's such a quote. <laughs> you are so fucking funny. And now what happened now, what happened in that, in that exchange when I, when I smoked it was that, and this is, it's very difficult to describe anybody who's done it before, probably not many people have done it before, but if you have any interest and you do it, this is, it's very difficult to describe what happens there. But 
What I know, what I felt was I became nothing. I, the, the me as a person dissolved and I was everything and I was in the bloodstream of God. The only part of that, the, the only part of the experience I feel like is impossible to understand if you don't do it is that I was there for eternity. Sure, sure. It was, and it, even though it was only 20 minutes. There's no, con there's no concept of time. I was there for eternity. I lived there for eternity. And I, and I came back to this body in a new space, but I was there for eternity. I was there so long in my, for, time doesn't exist, but I was there so long in my soul that yes. I was like, okay, this is home. This is home. I love home. I love home. And wow. death is going to be a beautiful experience for all of he you guys. Called, for reference, it's going to be a beautiful experience. That week, Stop. he called me and he's like, Robbie, I'm like, what's up? He's like, I don't fear death anymore. I'm like, what? That was like the first thing. He That's said. a conversation I, starter. And then, That's a, then, then you um, say, he's like, I ended up go, doing. Hold on, I'm going to need a minute for this phone call. Okay. <laughs> he's like, I did the DMT. You got to come over. I'll tell you about it. But that was what. That death is going to be a beautiful though. experience for all of us. Honestly, I could cry because death is scary as fuck to me, right? And this is like, I know everyone that's done it usually says it's a beautiful experience. Unless the people that have PTSD. And maybe that's what hell is. You know what I mean? Now, some people get PTSD because they fight the feeling. At some point, you have to tell, at some point, it makes you make a decision. Am I going to be in fear of this? Because you can feel, imagine, the only way I could describe it, imagine your, your world is a screen and you can feel the screens closing in on it. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, what happens when it closes? Wait, what happens when it closes? What is, what's going to happen when it closes? If you do that, you will have PTSD. I felt it closing and realized, oh shit, I'm here. I'm doing this. All right, let's go. Instead of instead of having the the opposite, that was how I treated wow. it, and I went. Wow, you are a beautiful soul, bro. <laughs> you are a beautiful <laughs> thank, soul. Thank you, Sebastian. I this, oh my God, I can't e I, I can't even with you, bro. That's real shit, man. This is that's, some real that's shit. That's hippy dippy side, I guess. So yes, that's you are hippy dippy. That's what I'm saying. Dippy. That's what I'm saying. You gotta I'm tell Goop. Goop thinks she's hippy dippy. Get the fuck out of here, Get bro. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> yeah. This is real hippy dippy shit, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, it was an. It was the most incredible experience that I've experienced. I haven't had my child yet. Who's? I'm gonna have my my baby. Uh, my daughter is gonna be born in April. Um, I'm sure that will be an experience that will trump. Oh, it's hard to even use that word anymore. Yes. <laughs> yes. We don't want to say your baby trumping anything. Yeah, I don't want my baby's not gonna trump nothing. Damn, you can't even say Trump no more. Nah. Oh yeah, you know, I was thinking I was thinking about this. How the fuck does the president get the right to pardon people? Right? Like wh why are we the only country that actually was like, yo, you know what? The president should be able to let his friends out of jail. That's the dumbest shit ever. It's the people that make the rules benefit from the rules. That's why. Right. But that's so crazy, though. Like, how does that even like that? Why is that even a job we give this guy? Like, oh, yo, on top of being president. Yo, you get anybody out of jail. Yes, that's the movie Hall Pass. It's just him and he gets to do whatever the fuck he exactly. wants. He, his whole his whole shit has been Hall Pass. That's his movie. His whole movie has been Hall Pass. It's just <laughs> it's just craziness. But how, yes. but, how, but how does that like you ever think like I feel I feel like as we got to relook at that, too. Like if we if we're going to be if we're going to move forward, we got to look at that. Yo, this guy let murderers who killed kids and women out of yes. this, out of out of prison, bro. It's He's disgusting. let his friends and his friends fathers out. If you were his friend's father, you getting out of prison. You know, you know who I feel bad for? The one dude that thought he was boys with Trump and, and he's just waiting for the call. He never got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> he's like, I definitely. thought we were tight. I yeah, thought we were yeah, like that. Trump's coming you know what for I mean? Me. <laughs> That's when, when you find out who your real friends are. Once once it was like, oh, it's New Year's Eve. I didn't get the call from him, bro. I guess I'm sitting all home alone tonight. It was definitely a black dude, too. He was in the shower. Oh, like, oh, man. And you heard Trump president now. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't blood no more, motherfucker. I'll be home. <laughs> Wow. Oh, yo. Trump you didn't know. let <laughs> Trump didn't let no brothers out though. No, no, but that's not a surprise to any of us. That's no, not a surprise no. for that fucking asshole. No. Yo, honestly, I can't believe I, like you were so fucking funny and good on this shit. 
No, yeah, I told you Tariq was going to be great. You were phenomenal. This was literally the easy. You're coming back. We got oh. we got a return guest. He's coming back. I, I hey, called man. it right now. I love to come back, man. I love this show. I love what you guys are doing. You're fucking hilarious. Both of you motherfuckers are great. Uh, I love Robbie. That's my man. Like, I know. Pots and pans. Like, we didn't one, even, of my, yeah. one of my favorite favorite people in the world man we didn't even scratch the surface too. we didn't even Tariq. we were Tariq supposed to talk so about other shit we were supposed to have a topic we didn't even hit that shit that's how you know it's popping off right we hey, didn't man. even hit the topic we only were in intro mode the whole time it's beautiful man it's beautiful that's, that's just how it flows that's how that's how it went today i love this i, I love got this more, i got more stories i got celebrity stories i got some i got like kicked out of everything i've been kicked out of everything <laughs> <laughs> I've been kicked out of everything everywhere. I've been kicked out of bowling alleys, parties, bowling nice alleys. colleges. I've been kicked out of everybody, everywhere. Yes. You so want to end on your uh, DJ story? Wow. I used to be a DJ. Oh, okay, we're taking it down. We're getting serious for this one. I, love this. I used to be a DJ. My name was DJ Low X. My last name is Low. Uh-huh, My name yeah. is DJ Low X. Now, most people thought I'd be like throwing up X's and stuff. Most people thought it said for, you know, whatever, low X is cool name. Uh-huh. It's low, low expectations. Please keep your expectations low. I was the worst <laughs> in Bergen County. Yeah. Welcome to Sage. Fair to moderate. Okay. Fair to moderate. <laughs> I, I was the worst DJ. Uh-huh. So I, I, I've been, I had been booed I, and I'm only going to tell you one really quick one. Cause I, I'd been booed four times before this one, but, uh-huh. um, I, I was, I was doing a D I was doing a party in the, in actually the town that I grew up in Teaneck, right. Yeah. They had this party over the summer. It was for like, uh, the, the, the high school kids that were like in some kind of camp pro camp thing. So I had, um, so that day I had done 11 ecstasy pills. <laughs> Okay, a, a good amount, a good amount. Oh, you're almost trafficking ecstasy in your body at this point. Okay, <laughs> let's be honest. It was, it was the worst, man. It was the worst. I did, I done eleven ecstasy pills. Once again, I'm completely sober these days, guys. Okay. AA, hundred, hundred percent. But this is a story. This is, this is my life. This is real shit. Mm-hmm. And so I show up to the party. See, now my thing was I was always on time. As that, like that was my DJ skill. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like some people could cut. Some people have just know how to mix well. I was punctual. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever. So I never been late for nobody's party. So That's I what, prided myself on that. Funk flex too. I heard. I heard that he was. Yeah. He had good manners and showed up on time. Never Man, peed on punctual. the toilet seats. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he showed up an hour early. <laughs> so I show up two hours early to this beautiful, party. Beautiful. And uh, I'm pouring sweat down my forehead, uh-huh, uh-huh. carrying carrying my stuff in. And the lady's like, "Relax, you know, you got time. It's it's okay, it's okay." I'm like, "No, no, I'm get these. I'm I'm on eleven ecstasy pills. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like over what a made you time, what made you take eleven ecstasy pills before you went? The guy to that party. I was buying from came to my came to my parents' house at the time. I was at my parents' house. I was watch. I was parent. I was house sitting my parents' house. Okay. <laughs> okay. And uh, the guy, the guy, um, he came over to the house. He said, I, I said, I said, how many pills you got? He said, 11. I was like, all right, give me all of them. You know, that's how, that's what made me take. So now I just started taking one at one an hour, every hour. And yeah. I did that for a 24 hour period uh, and didn't sleep. And then up into, up into the thing. Oh, so, so it was a day before. And now this is the next day. It's the party. And you're this still is the, like, yeah, this is the same day. This is the same day. Okay. But I just, I had run out by this point. It's okay. a bender. You're on a, you're on a little bit of a moment. You have it. I'm moment. on a bender. I'm on a bender. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. so I roll into the party. And I start seeing kids that I went to high school with. They're like counselors at this thing. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is going to be crazy. So now I'm doing I'm doing the party. But the, I only had two CDs for every month. OK, <laughs> so imagine this is a mainstream CD and there's an urban CD. Uh-huh. Now, I only got two CDs for every month, so I don't have that much music. So kids are coming over to me like, yo, you got the Ron Browse, blah, blah, blah. I said, nah, man, I don't got that. Hey, you don't got this. Nah, man, I don't got that. So enough kids are asking me for stuff. I go. All right, let me. I gotta do something, make a change, cause I'm feeling like I'm disappointing these people. Yeah. So, so I never did this, but I grabbed the microphone, I plug it into the the to the the deck. It was like a CDJ deck. Uh-huh. It's old school. I grabbed the microphone. I go, "You guys ready to party? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go." <laughs> yeah. Did they Where respond? I, they were like, "Ah, oh, kind of." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So, this now, was the, before iPad. This was before iPods. Before all that shit. Before this MP3 players. It was just yeah, CD. No, no. This this there were MP3 players around, but this is about 2007. This is about 2007. Okay. So uh, I go, you guys ready to party? They're like, ah, oh, kind of, my friend. Let's go. Now I fucked up because I didn't cue the song. I normally listen to the song, but I knew the number of the song. So I just uh-huh. put the number of the song and I said, it, it's definitely gonna be a song. I meant to play Party Like a Rockstar. Okay. I mixed up the mainstream CD with the urban CD and I play Hey There Delilah. <laughs> 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 Room full of black people. <laughs> and, I, and I cue them in. You guys ready to party? <laughs> Let's go. Hey there Delilah, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away and girl tonight. Oh my God, the booze that came in. Now I had a, I had a helper behind me. He's, I had a helper. So I'm like, I turn around. This guy is nowhere to be found. I look, he's under the table because he's afraid they're going to start throwing stuff. <laughs> he's hiding under the table. So, so, so that was my fourth time being booed. And, and I go back to the, to the office. It was the place was called Any Excuse for a Party. And uh, the guy says to me, um, yeah, you know, those people refuse to, to refuse to pay for you. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How did you recover from Hey There Delilah? Was um, it, was I, it I, able I, to I, or I, no? No, it, after Hey There Delilah, I, I press the next track. Um, and I think it was, if I have one wish by Ray J. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. So you let Hey There Delilah play the whole time. You didn't even pretend it was a mistake. Um, yeah, I let it rock out. <laughs> you let the whole song ride. You let the whole song I let it play. I let it play, and then I and then I and then I turned. Um, okay, and then after I played one, and, and then after I played one wish, uh-huh. I, I I killed the sound for a second because I was like, I gotta regroup because I put two terrible songs on. Yes. And, and no, no. Shout out to Ray J though. Ray J, he still he was making good music, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I played two terrible songs. So uh, anyway, so the guy goes back to, so the so next day the guy goes, um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, those people refuse to pay. They say, um, he, their exact words were, you're not a DJ. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a DJ. <laughs> you're not a DJ. <laughs> they wouldn't pay because the guy is not a DJ. Wow. I mean, how, how fucked up is that? I was playing music. I technically was a DJ. 100%, yeah. undeniably, every, all signs point towards DJ. Yeah, I was a DJ. I mean, you were so bad that you weren't a DJ. Yeah, they said that you're not a DJ. Wow. So the, after then, they, the guy stopped calling me, and um, that we've never, I've never um, spoken to him since then. That makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. So yeah. don't hire, don't hire low expectations. Low X, baby, low X. <laughs> X is up, baby. This is beautiful. This, this was a ride. This pod. This podcast. Man, I love it was a fucking ride. I loved it, bro. You were bringing heat. You were fucking bringing fire. What do you want to plug? Man, just blue flame. I want everybody to have a blue flame in their life. You know, I'm living life, living good, being happy. You know, love yourself. Do exactly what you want to do and serve. That's it. I love this. This is this podcast couldn't have been more beautiful. This is what we're bringing. We only bring straight fucking blue flames to our fucking hotties out there. Robbie, what do you want to say? That's it. Thanks for coming out, Tariq. This was fun. We'll definitely yeah. have to have you come back on. We have to have you come back. And I'm not taking no as an answer. You're too good for us. Okay. <laughs> for sure. Yes. All right. Um, Everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We got fire for you, ladies and gentlemen out there. This is awesome. All right. So I just want to say, please rate five stars, write a review. Okay. Call the number. We're doing solo episodes. We're playing your calls. All right. Robbie, hit the fucking music. Music.